0: Here we are.
1: Welcome. (laughs) What are you drinking?
0: Actually, tea. actually don't know. I don't know what kind of tea, but I'm actually drinking tea, which is... Mango something. Right.
1: I just saw mango and I was like, Mitzi will love this.
0: I love mangoes. Brown girls like mangoes. Is that a thing? It is a thing.
1: It's not just Mitzi likes mangoes. (laughs) Say that five times fast.
0: Nice. Welcome to Tea for Lent, a weekly show powered by Arcade Studios.
1: Every week we'll serve you the top stories we're following on social media, entertainment, celebrity, and tech in 15 minutes or less. You can catch the show live right now like this on Instagram or the following day um, on basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Mm -hmm. And YouTube. Yeah, you find podcasts on YouTube. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, you didn't say YouTube, so I wanted to make sure people knew that we were on Everywhere you find your
1: podcasts. (laughs) Apple, YouTube, Spotify, all the good stuff.
0: Does anyone listen to podcasts on iHeartRadio?
1: Some must, because it still is a platform that exists. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Some must.
0: If you do, let us know. Mm -hmm. Drop a comment in the chat.
1: Drop a comment that says, (laughs) iHeartRadio.
0: Nice. Hey, how's your week?
1: Uh, It's pretty good. I have been very busy on Twitter
0: Yes. I've been very impressed to see that. It's pretty cool that you're on Twitter and about time, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I think for a long time, I just neglected um, creating much content on social media because I felt like I, if I was going to do it, I had to do video like everybody else. And um, video just doesn't come naturally for me personally. Mm-hmm. I can do That's it. That's okay. I'm on video right now and things are fine, but I just feel like me being like a video content creator by myself is just, it just doesn't feel right for me.
0: Yeah. We need to normalize that a little bit more. Like you don't have to be an on camera personality if that doesn't come naturally to you like it would for me, for example. So I think it's great that you're on Twitter.
1: Yeah. And I feel like people like me, like that would want to hear what I have to say. Maybe don't even consume content that way anyway. Mm. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people like me doing video content.
0: It's true. I tried to find some and it's there's not.
1: Yeah. And I don't know exactly what people like me means, but like male business owners that um, don't have a beauty routine that are you more have interested a beauty in sports.
0: Routine. I have some skincare products for <laughs> Don't sure. Don't be shy. Thanks to you. <laughs> uh,
1: maybe I'll maybe I'll do a Twitter thread about it. Yeah, you But um, do I like- actually I actually shared a little bit on Instagram about how I was going to do more on Twitter. I also spent a lot of time on Reddit. Um, but Twitter is specifically where I'm putting more energy. And I did a poll on Instagram just to ask people um, what their most natural form of content creation is, like what comes easiest. And I asked between... Short-form text, long-form text, images, or video. And it was actually overwhelmingly short-form text. I was surprised. I expected still a lot of people to say photo or video. And you had a decent amount of those responses as well, but it was just kind of comforting for me to know it's not just me.
0: Yeah, love to see it. And you have a lot of wisdom to share, so I'm excited for this journey for you.
1: Thanks. It just translates easier for me to writing than it does to talking. being a talking face on a camera. But Yeah. um, yeah, I've been having fun, getting some good engagement, trolling people here and there. Got retweeted by Adage yesterday. That felt good. Cool. Yeah,
0: I love this journey for you. What have you been up to? Um, I'm very heavily invested in the Selena and Haley Bieber drama, and I'm very disappointed that there are no articles in our script for that today. But When
1: I opened the script, I was surprised, yet relieved.
0: <laughs> well, I guess I'll save that for another day, but it's been interesting to watch. I, I don't love drama like this, but I Also, love drama like this.
1: Knowing way less than you know about this, I would just probably trend towards Team Selena.
0: (gasps) Good job, Michael. Is that the right answer? Yes, correct. she just
1: seems more chill and less less of a diva.
0: Okay, well, I don't think you should be calling people divas, but... Okay,
1: sorry, (laughs) edit this out.
0: Anyways, um, we got a lot to talk about. Also, I'm still sore from dodgeball a few days ago. It's crazy how I don't even hit, like, throw a ball aggressively or hard in any way, shape, or form, and I'm still so sore. How can you be so bad at a sport, but your body hurts so bad at the same
1: time? I think that that is a thing that makes sense. If you're not good at it, that you would be in pain afterwards. Uh, That you don't do it often. Working muscles, you're not used to working. But after I played dodgeball for the first game... My forearms are sore just from, like, gripping the ball and trying to throw it as hard as it's possible. It's my
0: shoulder and my core. It's crazy. Um, and our team is amazing, and we've got strong Mighty Ducks vibes like, because we are winners at Flying heart, v but formation. it just doesn't quite translate in the score. So we mm. we were annihilated last game, and it was so bad that even the ref came and played with us.
1: We have some good highlight reel plays, but we just can't finish.
0: Yeah, it's Can't okay. finish the W. Yeah, we'll get there.
1: Yeah. We've been playing a lot of teams that are like a team made up of people that signed up individually. Yes. And I can't imagine a world where I would sign up individually to play dodgeball where I... I don't know anyone that I'm going to play with unless I was elite at playing dodgeball.
0: That's the differentiator. All these people are very, very good at it. And I actually, at first I was like, wow, I, I couldn't see myself doing that either. But now I'm so happy for them. Like they found their people in their community. There's actually one person that was on the team that we played against this week who is on a different like team and he was subbing in for someone. So he's like, Good.
1: He's like, find me as many opportunities to play dodgeball as possible.
0: Totally. I was like, as you should. You're amazing at this and very agile. I think that's like a a thing that differentiates the people who are good at it from the people who aren't.
1: Part of it is there's also some like weird detailed rules too that I wasn't prepared for. Like you can't hold more than one ball at Mm. a time. So if you're holding a ball and then you catch a ball, you're actually out. It it doesn't get you what you want it to get you and stuff like that. But anyways, (laughs) on from dodgeball. (laughs) I
0: can hear people turning this off. Let's get into the stories. Cool. First up, is this the beginning of the end for TikTok? Yesterday, it was announced that Biden has been given the power in the U.S. to ban TikTok if necessary. And then just this week, Canada follows suit and banned TikTok on government-owned devices. And then earlier in the week... The European Commission ordered staff to remove TikTok from any work devices or personal devices that they can access work accounts from. They said the move was made because of security grounds and they're worried about cyber attack attacks against the corporate environment of the commission. And as a reminder, if you didn't know, I didn't know this until now, but India has completely banned the app back in 2020. So there's lots of talk that I know people have been talking about banning TikTok in the US for literally years, but it sounds like the move is, it it might actually happen.
1: Yeah. And I think if one world power does that, then more will Mm -hmm. quickly follow suit. So if the US does it, I wouldn't be surprised if the UK and Canada follow suit or if the UK does it, the US is absolutely going to do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a volatile time to be TikTok.
0: Absolutely. And just reminds us that If you are a TikTok creator, it's so important to diversify the platforms that you're posting on and building audiences around, uh, just because this could happen. Do you remember, like, was it last year or the year before where Instagram was down for like two days or something and like everyone was freaking out? Because I think it was only one day. Was it just one day? Well, people, you know, invested so much time and energy into building these platforms. And for so many creators, this is a huge source of their revenue Mm -hmm. and how they make money. So when that platform just goes down without any control or power to it like what do you do so it's just important to like find other platforms so you're not just solely concentrated on one and we were talking earlier that like YouTube is just such a uh, it's more of a, it's not an emerging platform, but it's getting a lot of emerging excitement right now because of introduction of As shorts. As emerging
1: formats. Yeah. Yes,
0: um, but it's been a really stable platform, so that would be a good one to start you know, building content on.
1: Yeah, and I think the reason we, we are lean towards that is because when you're experiencing volatility on a certain channel or a risk of losing that channel or, or your audience on that channel or even your content on that channel, What is the opposite of that? It's stability, it's predictability, Mm -hmm. it's also ownership. So, um, and it goes beyond just video content, like outside of video creators wanting to maybe invest now in YouTube and YouTube Shorts because it is an emerging um, format on the platform that has more of a track record and is more trusted. Um, it also translates to conversations around other forms of content, like we were talking about written content before blogs, for example. Um, a lot of people publish blog content on Medium or Substack, and those mm-hmm. are third-party platforms as well. They're not under threat of being banned in the U.S. or Canada right now, but they are still vol- more volatile than owning your own domain and owning your content somewhere that that you have full control over. So just a good reminder for you to figure out how to own um, as much mm-hmm. as you can, whether it's the email addresses of your audience, um, the content that you're producing on like a blog website that you've created that you own the domain for. You can always still use a platform like Substack or Medium as well, but just, uh, just source it back to your, your owned domain rather than having it be the primary platform where you're hosting your content.
0: Totally. We're three months into 2023 and it feels like this year is already so volatile in terms of like social media platforms, like Twitter and all that's happening there. TikTok might be banned. It's just wild. Like 2022 felt like a year of change. Like there's always updates and changes happening to all these platforms. And now it's just a year of instability. Mm -hmm. Unless you're on Google. (laughs)
1: <laughs> unless you're google yeah and i've heard rumors about google removing cookies oh, eventually God. too so we can save the data privacy conversation for a future session but um yeah don't
0: worry we're not going to talk about data privacy stay with us
1: more change is afoot
0: a yes on to the next one
1: cool so if you're feeling speaking of social media if you're feeling like your brand's engagement on instagram keeps getting worse you're not alone and you're also right um i think many of us were talking last year about an article that later published about average engagement rates. And I think at the time it was, they were saying that the average engagement rate for brands was 1.5%. Mm-hmm. And that sounded low. And we've been kind of using that as a benchmark to say like, okay, with three, four 5%, that's pretty good for a lot of the brands that we work with or consult for. Um, but recently there's been more data released by a uh, company or organization called Rival IQ that found that the median Instagram engagement rate is now as low as 0.47% and that dropped 30% in 2022 from 2021. So Yikes. things are going like this down into the right um, for Instagram engagement. So the story continues and that again just emphasizes the fact that if Instagram is Like any platform, if Instagram is your sole focus and that's where all your content is going, that's where all your audience lives, it's time to think about diversifying. Um, Obviously, there's things you can try to improve your engagement rate on that platform. But in the meantime, get onto YouTube, try YouTube Shorts, play around with TikTok if you want to, because we do see that often follower growth on TikTok can translate to follower growth on Instagram as well. Um, Unless it
0: gets banned. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Short term short term investment. But
0: what was really interesting about this story, like this is no not news to us. Like engagement rates tanking for brands, shocking. But it was sports teams and higher education brands were the ones who were outperforming other industries, which is interesting to me because sports like social media is such a grueling industry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought it would be cool to work with a sports team. Um but I also don't know if it actually would be cool. Like it'd I be think cool it to say be. we did, but it also would be so hectic. It
0: would be cool if you were into the team and into the sport because you're literally posting like five times a day, and it's like pre-game, during game. You have to be so Highlights. fast. Stats and exactly. Like you have to. Be so involved in it, it would just be so consuming,
1: and I think that is probably a factor in why their engagement rates are higher um, for sp- in sports accounts, not just sports teams, but even like highlight accounts like Bleacher Report and stuff like that, um, because they have such a high volume of content and it is like a highlight reel essentially, which many people describe Instagram as almost in a negative way for as far as like people's people creating perceptions but um, yeah, I think if you want to try and emulate a sports team and post five to ten times a day, your engagement rate might improve, but mm-hmm. who knows if you can keep up with that pace. I feel like
0: you could easily do like a a fantasy football type of account. Like that would be easy for you.
1: Me, personally? Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. The stats part is the hard part for me because you have to just be all up in the spreadsheets. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then the higher education, I was interested in that too, but I feel like my gut reaction to that is that that kind of content, if you frame it correctly, is some of the most savable and shareable kinds of content because it's like, maybe there's a stat or a lesson or a few key points that you want to save for later or share with someone else about a topic you've been talking about or something that you're trying to learn. Um, But I don't know people want to learn, I guess.
0: Yeah, love to see it. Okay, last story. People will not stop being mean to Miss Rachel, and you need to settle down. We've covered this before. Miss Rachel, like the most precious, perfect human being who's literally teaching children how to speak and use words, um, she is taking a break from TikTok because of all the mean comments, and the way she um, announced this was so on brand for her. I just I just love her so much, and she's getting so much criticism um, for just like like being who she is and her personality, but also because she is introducing people who are non-binary and their preferred pronouns are they and their. And that got her a lot of hate, and it's just a sad time for Miss Rachel and Miss Rachel fans. So she's thankfully not taking a break from her actual YouTube show, which I think all parents would just, (laughs) like, revolt. Um, But she is taking a break from TikTok, which... Mm. We hate to see you
1: moving from TikTok to YouTube. Imagine well, that. Well, she is on YouTube. No, I know. Yeah. Emphasizing YouTube over TikTok. Imagine that.
0: <laughs> well, I just if Miss Rachel if you're listening, I love you. Don't stop being you. You're perfect in every way and please come back to TikTok because it's fun Her to see you there. Need you. Not the children. I hope children aren't watching TikTok, but us parents love you. Mm, but I see. Hopefully there'll be more developments on that and she'll come back. Um, And that's all we've got for today.
1: Now that we've got your palate, go eat something more substantial.
0: Thanks for joining us.